Hello, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. We're so glad you're here with us today. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And once again, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, the one and only Rick Stevens, the editor-in-chief and founder here at Rocket Sports Media. How are you? And happy April. It's our first show of the new month. Happy April to you, too. It's uh, it's a gorgeous day, 13 degrees and sunny in Montreal, and uh, I hope it is pleasant where you are today, too, wherever, wherever you're listening from. And, That's of course, right. where, wherever you're contributing from in your studio in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, it is very nice here today. Sunny again. Um, the landscapers were out today practicing good social distancing, but mowing the grass for the first time for the season. So lovely smell of sunshine and fresh air and freshly mowed grass wafting through the windows, um, as well as some a loaf of bread that I just baked for my husband and I for later. Right. I know. I've, I've, I've de- decided that I'm just going to become a homesteader because I feel like at this point, all I do is in our house, we're, we're not doing grocery store runs at all. Um, so I'm, I love to cook and I cook plenty normally, but now it's, I feel like I'm just, I don't even bother putting my mixing bowls and things away. They just stay on the counter cause I know I'm going to need them multiple times a day, every day. Um, but I've, I've had the time to get back into like baking, baking bread from scratch and that kind of stuff, which not only supplements the pantry, but, pretty darn tasty too so it's kind of fun so and is there a, a coffee cake in your future given that it's national coffee cake day on april 7th is it oh well i'm gonna have to jot that down uh that will be yes that will be the case my my husband likes coffee cake i've been you know you have to do when you're in quarantine or self-isolation social distancing whatever you want to call it that we're all doing right now AKA just park your butt at home and don't leave. Um, You got to do things to lift the spirits. And I, for me, um, making good food is the one creature comfort that I can provide for my family to lift spirits and have that good feeling of, you know, normalcy. So I'm trying to make a a sweet treat at least once a, once a week. So we're working on chocolate chip cookies right now um, that I usually don't make until Christmas time. So, Working on those, but coffee cake. I think coffee cake will be uh, will be dialing that up soon. I like that one. Well, along with um, it's supposedly national no national no housework day as well uh, on the, the, <laughs> okay. the national day calendar. So I don't know how those two go together, but I don't know how they go together either. And uh, and and I'm can we have a week? Can we have like a national no housework week? You know, I don't know about you, but I've it's like daily disinfecting of everything, which is good. It is good. But it's uh, it's like, okay, I'm if I scrub things one more time, I'm going to (laughs) scream. Well, as long Um, as everybody's keeping safe, keeping well, keeping isolated, mm -hmm. um, we'll get through this. We will. And that's really the big thing. Stay 
home. You're, you know, everybody, we, we've talked about this before. Rick has said this before. You know, everybody will sacrifice something. Some of us will sacrifice more than one thing. Um, so, yeah, there are events that will be missed. There will be friends and family members that we can't see in person right now. Um, yeah, you just ran out of your last jar of peanut butter, but you know what? You can make it another couple of weeks without a new one. Uh, you just got to get creative. So stay home. I know it sounds crazy, but it really does help. And it protects all of you too. So, and that's what we want. So the funny thing is though, I, I did see, um, there's multiple, <laughs> there's multiple leaders. Um, I want to say perhaps there was someone in, in New Zealand and I think I saw that the Ontario premier did this as well in, in mentioning that there are certain essential workers that do have to go to work every day um, and understanding that there, you know, these press conferences that go out and, and things that a lot of times there are full families that hear these, these messages and, and there's some, you know, maybe some younger ears that are listening. So there have the Ontario premier did this. I, I want to say it's maybe the prime minister in, in New Zealand. I, it's been picking up speed. We'll see how many more people do it, but have also made sure to note that the Easter bunny and the tooth fairy are both considered essential workers. So they will still be on the job. <laughs> wow. So little ones, have no because I imagine that was starting to get to be a little bit of a panicky thing. Like, well, the Easter Bunny is supposed to come this weekend, um, but have no fear. Uh, the Ontario Premier has said, at least in Ontario, the Easter Bunny is still on duty, uh, and the Tooth Fairy is still on duty in New Zealand. So, um, yes, very very essential jobs and uh, not affected by the coronavirus. So. Well, if the Easter Bunny is, can pick up some hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, yeah, that would right. be appreciated. <laughs> I, I think the Easter Bunny is going to be handing out hand sanitizer and toilet paper this year, or maybe maybe the toilet paper is the Tooth Fairy's job since it's a bathroom item. I don't know, a washroom item. Sorry, I should for our Canadian listeners. We believe it or not, despite all of this COVID nineteen craziness, uh, do have lots to talk about in the hockey world today um in our first segment uh when we talk about the laval rocket and the lehigh valley phantoms we're going to discuss um the yannick dupre memorial award nominees that have just been released uh this week and so of course um both the rocket and the phantoms have their nominee um so we're going to talk about who that is there's a new contract that the canadians the canadians have just been busy the last few weeks with um signing little signings here and there. Some of them kind of, okay. don't know what the rush is on that, but, but okay. So we've got another contract for the Canadians to talk about. And the question of the week seems to be, is North Dakota a solution for the NHL season? We're going to explore uh, those rumors that are, that are rumbling around in our first segment. And then in segment two, we go around the hockey world Interestingly enough, both stories that we have to discuss in that segment are based out of New York, which here in the United States, uh, the state of New York and New York City in particular are the epicenter of the coronavirus currently. There are other regions in the country that are starting to really um, 
scary, kind of scary as they start to build to be bigger hot spots. But um, both stories that we have to bring you in the second segment come out of AHL teams in the state of New York. And then in the third segment, we're going to go beyond the AHL. And believe it or not, uh, since the ECHL is the one pro league here in North America who did say the season is not on pause. The season is canceled a number of weeks ago. Um, They are doing their end of season things that they normally would be doing. And they have released their all rookie team and their all, all ECHL first and second team. Uh, Those have been announced. So we'll talk to you a little bit about who is included. There's some familiar names on, uh, on those lists and we'll bring you that in the third segment as well. So despite the craziness in the world, Rick, there's still hockey to talk about. For sure. There's always hockey to talk about. There's always hockey to talk about. And, you know, it's, we see heartwarming stories in the news uh, all the time right now related to coronavirus and what people are doing to help each other out. And so it's sort of an appropriate time that the AHL, uh, each AHL team has now announced their individual recipients of their IOA American specialty AHL man of the year award. Um, And the winner of that award for each team then goes on to be the club's nominee for the league wide Yannick Dupre Memorial award, which honors a player's outstanding contributions to their community during this past season. Uh, So for the Laval rocket, Jake Evans, uh, was awarded that mantle this year. He is the Laval uh, specialty AHL man of the year. Um, His predecessors for the Laval Rockets, since this is only Laval's third season, uh, were Chris Terry in the inaugural year and Alex Belzeal. And for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, I don't think this will actually come to much surprise that it's Curtis Gabriel for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Curtis Gabriel's been been very involved in the community, um, and uh, he you know he does he does his own the 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 marketing team has like a well during the season they had almost a, a weekly multimedia video chat that he would set up it was almost like he was a reporter and he would sit down with a with a fellow player or coach and do little interviews and uh, he's he's very involved with uh, in the community and in the you can play project um, as well as phantoms charities um, youth sled hockey he was an assistant coach uh, for that team this season so phantoms fans won't be surprised that that curtis gabriel is the nominee there and and rick jake evans um, has really been been a pretty prominent um, face for some of Laval's uh, community initiatives this year as well. And good for Jake because um, this tends to go to more of a um, a veteran player uh, because they've had the the, the time to um, put together foundations or or um, mm-hmm. involved uh, in community work a little bit more, but. Uh, good for Jake for being so involved in the Rockets uh, uh, community uh, initiatives, um, but it, it's a it's a it's a great award. And we talked last week about um, Chris Terry and uh, what he was doing. Um, of course, you, as you said, he was uh, uh, involved and 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 the representative for um, uh, the Rocket when when he was with. Um, 
um, the Montreal organization. And now that he's on to Detroit, he is the representative for um, the Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, you got Keegan Lowe. We remember Keegan Lowe. What a great guy. Um, what a nice guy. What a great guy to interview Keegan Lowe. Um, he's the representative in, in Bakersfield. Uh, Mark Alt. Um, mm-hmm. Remember Mark Alt from, from the Phantoms. And, and uh, he represents the Colorado Eagles. Uh, and Kenny Agostino, again, a former um, a member of the Canadians um, with the Marlies. He is the uh, representative there. So uh, recognition um, all around for each of these representatives of the individual AHL teams and um, a winner uh, will be chosen from uh, all of those reps um, later on. For uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, we we talked about how in previous years it has been Chris Terry and Alex Belzeal. Um, and keep in mind that the Phantoms actually have a pretty uh, young history in Lehigh Va- in the Lehigh Valley as far as that franchise goes. So before uh, Curtis this year, you had Alex Lyon, Danik Martell won two years in a row, uh, Davis Drowiski, and actually. If you remember the very first year for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, 2014-15 season, Zach Stortini was the specialty man of the year. What a character he is. Wow. Absolutely. And, you know, wherever he went, every team he played on, you know, everyone knows Zach Stortini is is quite a formidable uh, opponent on the ice. He's a, you know, he's an enforcer. He's a tough guy. He can be pretty nasty on the ice and hands down every team that he's played for has said off the ice, biggest teddy bear that there is kindest heart, quite a gentleman and just the complete opposite of, of his on ice personality. So, um, you know, it's, it's, we, we like to see the clubs recognize these guys who take time. A lot of times, out of their personal schedules. And, you know, when you're a professional athlete, your personal time is probably pretty sacred because you don't get a ton of it. Um, and they still take time out to, to get involved in their communities and give back. And so uh, congratulations to Jake Evans, Curtis Gabriel, uh, and all of the rest of the nominees for this year's Yannick Dupre Memorial Award. That will be uh, announced at a later date by the American Hockey League. Um, and uh, we'll keep you posted when that happens. I did mention that the Canadians have another new contract, uh, and they have come to terms to sign a one-year two-way contract for Laurent Dauphin. Um, so this is a, we've been seeing a lot of these. This has kind of been the status quo, the one-year two-way contract that, that the Canadians are, si- are signing. Um, he was... Uh, acquired in a trade with the Nashville Predators earlier this year. And uh, so he, and, and has seemed to acclimate pretty well into the Laval um, locker room, into the Laval culture, seems to really enjoy playing in Quebec. Uh, the fans have certainly um, stepped up and, and, and liked what they saw from Laurent Dauphin. He's had uh, 15 points in the 25 games he played with Laval this season, seven goals and eight assists. Um, and, uh, so Rick, that's, we've got, we've had a few, we've had, um, you know, Jesse Yelonen has been a, a recent one and, um, Gustav Olofsson and had, we've had a few kind of trickling in, but it seems to be one a week. We'll see if we have another one next week. 
Well, good for uh, Laurent Dauphin. He, uh, as you said, he he seemed to fit right in and become a, a favorite not only of the fans but of uh, Joel Bouchard. And Bouchard uh, uh, rewarded him with all kinds of ice time. Um, he's a, he's a smart player. He knows where to go on the ice. Uh, maybe doesn't have the the hands to c- convert the, the the chances that he gets, but. Um, uh, and, and, you know, skating is, is obviously an issue. He's um, you, you'll notice he's kind of got that choppy stride and, and he works very hard and um, it's just um, not doing a good job and not doing a good enough job of converting all of that energy put, he puts into um, his skating into, uh, into, to getting some speed out of it. But, you know, he's the kind of, of uh, veteran that, that Lavelle, will need and, and that, um, that, uh, homegrown kind of, uh, talent that they'll need to fill the seats. So, um, not a surprise, uh, decision at all. No, not at all. Um, and will be interesting to see what other contracts, uh, continue to come in as, as this spring progresses. Keep in mind, uh, this coming weekend, uh, th- this past weekend would have been the, the last, games in the regular season for the NHL this coming weekend, Easter weekend would have been the last games of the regular season for the AHL. So um, we are at that point where we have now, we're now passing those cutoff dates and, and yes, the NHL and AHL are still on pause. um, But this, situation continues to progress sure you're seeing some reports in some areas of uh in quebec and some areas in new york saying they're starting to see some better numbers um while it's great to get excited about hearing that it doesn't mean that we are anywhere near out of the woods on this yet we don't even know if any of those areas are actually hitting a true plateau or downturn in in their cases or if it's simply a a slight leveling off on the continued rise upward in fact the colorado avalanche have just announced this is breaking news that uh, a third colorado avalanche player has been uh confirmed as testing positive for coronavirus and is now isolated. So think about how long it's been since, since these teams were sent home. It's, it's been almost a month now. It's been about three weeks, a little over three weeks since, since these teams were sent home to self quarantine and you still have players or staff who are testing positive. So it kind of gives you a, you know, a broader scope of, we're not out of the woods yet and we still have a long road to go. Um, which kind of brings us Rick right to, to our, our next topic in this segment. And that's this report that came out this week. Elliot Friedman reported this on Sunday, John Shannon kind of continued it on Monday um, where the NHL is reportedly scouting neutral site locations to use to either complete or find some way to finish the NHL season. Uh, Friedman's talking about the fact that they're looking at Ralph Engelstad Arena in Grand Forks, North Dakota, um, as a neutral site. John Shannon says uh, that uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, is also a potential location that the NHL is considering. Um, and so they're they're talking about this this concept that perhaps the NHL will look at these neutral sites 
to come and just bring teams there, park them there and, and finish the season in almost a tournament style fashion. Um, I'd certainly love your thoughts on this because my first thoughts are what in God's name are these people thinking? You still have to put people on planes to get them there. And you're still putting all of these guys and their staff and their equipment managers and their coaches all in one space. Um, I, I don't know how they think they can do that, but, but your thoughts on this latest rumor of, of how they're going to, to progress this summer. Yeah, I'm, so I understand um, the thinking behind it in that, that North Dakota has a very low population density. Um, as far as North America goes, you know, Alaska or, or Wyoming or, or North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, familiar with Grand Forks because it's a, it's a straight shot, uh, straight south from, from Winnipeg. A couple hour drive from Winnipeg, and it's uh, Winnipeggers are fond of. Uh, if you want to get away, go to the states, uh, buy some American products. You head to Van- Grand Forks, but it's small. It's tiny, you know, much smaller than than Winnipeg. And you'd have to wonder um, uh, the the ability to host such a, a event. You're talking about bringing in all of these teams and and. Uh, players and uh, running some sort of tournament uh, style to finish the regular season. And, and I don't know if they're talking about playoffs as well. I, it, it's um, yeah. Whether they have hotels and, and, you know, I, 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 I don't know that I don't even know if, um, you know, North Dakota has done pretty well as far as um mm-hmm. uh, keeping uh, their, their numbers low, why in heaven's name would they want to bring all, all of this um, to the, their area? Because um, even if they kept fans away from uh, or out of the arenas, uh, I imagine it would draw uh, NHL fans, you know, the autograph seekers and all of that. I, I, I mm-hmm. logistically, logistically, I, I know that it happens and, you know, um, you talk about the numbers being down Well, the numbers are down um, are, or, or at least are plateauing as, as maybe uh, over the next couple of weeks that um, many of the places uh, reach their peak. But, you know, you have to realize that, that the numbers that uh, were experienced going up to the crest are the same numbers that are going to be experienced on the other side coming down. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's still a long, long way through this. And um, I don't, I know that the NHL are, it really would like to um, finish the season, award the Stanley cup, but um, I, I'm getting less and less confident that that happen is going to happen. Um, especially if they don't want to intrude at all on, on next season. And these kind of, wild ideas. Well, I, you know, give them credit for being creative. I, I just don't, there's, there's, you get to a point. I, I, I think it was, was Kyle Dubas who said it, um, that you have to make sure, sure. Entertain all the ideas you want, but you have to main, make sure that um, you're maintaining some integrity so that when you award that cup, if, if, if that's what your, your, um, uh, goal is uh, it, that it means something. 
um, it doesn't have that big asterisk. Um, so if if it's if it's um, if it's just you know going through all of these wild <laughs> uh, machinations to get there, and and then um, mm-hmm. it it doesn't mean anything. I, I don't know. Um, it's but I mean all of these things uh, because everything's uh, still up in the air. Uh, uh, are are going to be talked about? Are going to be um, um, war gamed out um, uh, to see if uh, if they can salvage the season at all? Absolutely, and I understand. You know, people people are absolutely going through sports withdrawal. The teams want to uh, finish the season. The commissioner wants to finish the season. Uh, other leagues are doing this as well the nba is reportedly considering doing something very similar um with las vegas being being the venue uh the english premier league uh, thinking it's going to finish its season at a single location in june without any fans but okay that's great you're getting all of these plans to try to figure out as you say war game it out on how can we finish seasons but at what cost at the end of the day and and you know, don't shoot the messenger here, folks, because obviously I, I live for sports. I love sports. I certainly miss sports. But, you know, at the end of the day, sports is entertainment. It's a game. It's entertainment. And are we really going to risk, literally risk people's lives and have significant impact medically and economically potentially negative impacts just so that a couple of sports leagues can finish their season. I mean, that to me, looking, stepping outside of, of the world of sports and looking in as just a concerned citizen from the outside, that to me sounds absolutely like insanity. Um, So I agree with you, Rick. I, I truly believe it's less and less like, and, 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 here it is today. Another Colorado Avalanche player tests positive. I mean, enough. When is enough going to be enough? Gary Bettman went on NBC Sports Network today at, at lunchtime, I think, to talk about, you know, oh, yes, we're going to do everything we can. I mean, he's holding firm on this stance. And at some point, take the blinders off and and be more realistic. I see... Um, you know, reports that Claude Julian did a did a media interview today and, and basically says, you know, I'm just kind of preparing for all scenarios that we finish the season somehow, we don't finish the season, you know, and that to me is at least a more realistic stance of there's a possibility we don't finish the season. I have to be prepared for whatever the league decides to do. Um, but let's just pump the brakes. I, I understand logistically they have to they have to plan this stuff far in advance if they're going to try to finish these things, but realistically I just don't see it happening right now. Um and as you yeah, say, I, why I, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just gonna say um you have to manage expectations as well. Um yeah. uh, is this even realistic and on Canadians Connection on uh, last Saturday we talked about um, you look at the the uh, chief medical officer for the NFL. It was Dr. Alan Sills, um, and he said you you can't even think about um, um, opening reopening a team sport while there's still a chance that 
that one of the players is going to test positive. And you just said about the, the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche player, because um, that, that any single player that tests positive, um, then the contract, the contact tracing that you have to do from there uh, with respect to their teammates, with respect to the opposition, with respect to um, fans and, and all of that is, is just, um, you know, it, 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 the threat is always there to, to, to have to shut down the sport. And, and so that until that's addressed, resolved, um, that, that, that they can't um, think about, about getting back to business on a, on a, on a normal basis. No, absolutely not. Um, and, and this debate will continue until, until the league, whether it's the NHL or the AHL, make a firm decision to end the season. This debate will continue and the speculation will go on. And as we hear <laughs> um, more and more options on things that they're, they're toying with doing, um, we'll certainly keep posted on it. Uh, it seems to be changing every week. Um, you know, we know that the, the draft uh, has been postponed. We know that it, won't take place in Montreal this year um, as it was scheduled. It's looking more and more like teams are trying to figure out a way to do the draft virtually, which in my opinion would be the best option. Um, It's constantly changing and we will keep our finger on it and keep you updated as we learn more. Uh, With that, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to go around the AHL and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some some initiatives, two different initiatives that are going on uh, in the state of New York, one of the hardest hit areas of the United States, coronavirus, and, and find out what some AHL teams are doing to help the cause. On the other side of this break, don't go anywhere. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. That's the place to find all of the latest news and updates of things that are happening around the hockey world, um, literally around the world as they happen throughout the week, including our content uh, that does keep coming out despite the pause on the season. In fact, uh, my colleague Chris G just had a new rocket notepad published this week. So you want to be sure to check that out. Um, And you can find that at the AHL report. 
Um, Rick, in this segment, we'll go around the AHL. Both of our stories in this segment are centered around the state of New York. Um, unfortunately, uh, one of the hardest hit areas so far in the United States. Um, thousands of cases uh, and, and the death toll keeps rising in New York. Um, and as we are very familiar because we travel to them quite often, there are four AHL teams in the state of New York. Um, the first one we want to actually talk about is the Syracuse Crunch. Um, and interesting story that came out um, about the Crunch. Uh, Crunch owner Howard Dolgan uh, received a call from a friend of his who um, is a doctor who was asking, actually, ironically, his name is Dr. Robert Corona. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that's difficult in this time. Um, received a call from him to ask him about a recommendation on a product called Santa Sport. It's a, it's a disinfectant machine that pro sports teams use to sanitize all of their gear and their uniforms and, and their locker rooms and so forth. There's, there's two different machines, one that, that all the equipment gets loaded into for sanitation. And then there's another one that's kind of like a, a giant Roomba, if you will, that, that roves around and, and cleans entire rooms with a disinfecting and sanitizing mist. Um, And so this doctor friend of his, um, at Upstate Hospital in New York, called in and asked just what he thought about it. Um, and wonderfully, I just, I love, I, I love this story. Um, the owner of the Crunch said, hey, um, we have these things. We, we, we have these two machines. We use them regularly. Um, so why don't we just lend you Hours. And literally in less than 24 hours, uh, the Crunch had these machines loaded on a truck and sent to Upital uh, in New York so that the hospital can use them instead of using them for sanitizing locker rooms and pro sports equipment. They can do it to to help sanitize, you know, ventilators and, and rooms and so forth. And Rick, I think that's a that's a tremendous um, a tremendous help from the Syracuse Crunch. It was fabulous. Uh, these machines that we've seen them um, in uh, in locker rooms are amazing, and and uh, Santa Sport is is a major supplier to uh, twenty eight NHL teams use them, sixteen NFL teams, uh, eight CFL teams, six MLB teams, um, and uh, as you said, there's two types. There's one that's just like a you know, a, a, a looks like a big uh, industrial uh, cabinet, um, stainless steel, and you put the all the helmets in there or, or all the equipment in there, and and you run it through the process. The other is is uh, is a mister, and it it sprays um, ozone and hydrogen peroxide uh, to clean off all of the. Um, uh, the, the room, the ceilings, the walls, the light switches, the benches—they're—they're um, uh, they're, um, amazing um, machines, and um, it's something that that the trainers uh, have to be very cognizant of uh, throughout the year uh, because of so many of the players in small spaces, and uh, so it, this this sanitizing. Um, uh, process is something they're very used to. And so uh, now uh, while they're idle, 
saying uh, to uh, to the hospitals and, and medical facilities, hey, um, why don't you make use of it? I, I think it's, uh, as you said, it's a, it's an amazing story. It really is. And, and it doesn't end there with the crunch. They have actually, uh, our second story is all four New York-based teams. That's the Utica Comets, the Syracuse Crunch, the Binghamton Devils, and the Rochester America, uh, Americans. They have all as, as a quadro as a as a quadrant have have joined forces and become part of the new york hockey gives blood initiative and so next friday april 17th from noon to 6 p.m eastern um the teams partnered with the american red cross will convert one location in each of their four cities uh to conduct uh a blood drive for six hours. Um, and so they're, they're calling on their fans and their cities to help them come together um, and, and do a safe blood donation in, in this time of coronavirus, um, but to do it through a coordinated effort through across all four AHL teams in the state of New York. And again, Rick, I think this is a, a tremendous initiative. Um, Utica, it's going to take place at the arena at Adirondack Bank Center. Uh, for Syracuse, it's going to be at Upstate Medical University Arena. Uh, in Binghamton, it's going to be at the Christ Episcopal Church. Rochester's location is still to be determined. But this is, this is another tremendous effort by uh, local teams, AHL teams, not only doing what they can in their own community, but joining forces to help the entire state of New York. Um, a healthy blood supply is is necessary, especially during crises. And and um, uh, but given the the nature of this pandemic, um, you know, people who might otherwise want to help out, want to donate blood, uh, are nervous about doing so. Um, trying to to be respectful of of the social distancing. So with the um, AHL teams coming together and uh, having um, uh, the arenas, the big facilities that they can set up, uh, set it up in a way that uh, to respect the, the social distancing rules so that people can still uh, come, be safe and um, give blood. Um, it's um, again, another great initiative. It really is. Uh, and we're going to continue to see things like this happen. I, you know, uh, we had spoken before that uh, the group CH had had donated all of the the food supply that they had in the arenas for Bell Center um, and for Plus Bell um, to to prepare team meals and so forth. Um, last month in March, they had donated all of those ingredients and grocery supplies to local food banks. Uh, we see that uh, the chefs from Group CH got together and, and joined a, a Montreal-based initiative to help prepare meals for food banks and so forth. Uh, so we're seeing all sorts of these kinds of, of initiatives happening. Uh, and it's it's really great to see uh, these teams are they're so t- particularly AHL teams are so embedded in their communities and it's, it's obvious that they feel um, a, a duty to try to do everything they can to help their local communities. And, and we love to hear those kinds of stories. If you have a story of, of um, a hockey team in your neighborhood, doesn't have to be a pro team. It can even be a, you know, a, a junior team or, or, 
or something along those lines. If you have a great story about a hockey team who uh, is doing something to help the community in a special way during this coronavirus crisis, uh, be sure to let us know. Uh, Shoot us a, a, a tweet at the AHL report. We'd love to hear these kinds of stories and would love to share that with our hockey community. Uh, We are going to take one last break, and on the way back, we are going to go beyond the AHL, and believe it or not, it's time for the announcements of the ECHL all-rookie team and the all-ECHL first and second teams. I bet there's going to be some names that you recognize, so don't go away. We will talk about that on the other side of this break. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back once again to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I am your host, Amy Johnson, and I'm still joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Don't forget, once again, be sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL Report. That's the best place to go to find all of the latest news and updates that we can bring you, as well as checking out the website, ahlreport.com. Before, Rick, we head into talking about uh, some some notable announcements from the ECHL, we should uh, take one moment just to send um, on behalf of all of us here at Rocket Sports Media, our our thoughts and prayers to Colby Cave, who is in the Edmonton Oilers organization, plays for the Bakersfield Condors. Um, Colby Cave uh, was announced today, uh, has been placed into a medically induced coma Uh, in Toronto at a hospital in Toronto after suffering a brain bleed uh, overnight last night. Uh, Very scary. Uh, We certainly hope that he is going to make a full recovery, Um, especially scary at a time when you don't want to have to be in a hospital um, exposed to anything uh, this, uh, if you don't have to be. Uh, So there's, you know, multiple layers of concern there for Colby cave, but first and foremost is is hoping that his brain bleed gets under control and that they're able to bring him out of that medically induced coma. It's uh, pretty scary stuff. Yeah, we don't know very much about it uh, other than what's been reported, um, but it does sound very scary. And, and um, uh, he's a Saskatchewan native, 25 years old, um, 
played for Swift Current in the WHL and uh, wore a letter, a C on his jersey while I was there, um, was with the Boston organization. And then he's been with the Oilers, played, uh, you know, um, several um, NHL games, but uh, uh, mostly with uh, the Condors this season. And uh, uh, just wishing him uh, strength and and, uh, that uh, the same to his family as well uh, at a very difficult time. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of what we talk about when you hear people talk about COVID-19 and why it's so important to stay stay at home, help to flatten the curve and do your part to not even get mildly sick or, or pass it on to other people who may get sick so that we can avoid overwhelming our medical systems. Um, these are the kinds of things that are exactly the reason why you don't want a situation where you have overwhelmed hospitals who can't then provide the proper care for patients suffering from other medical emergencies like this. Uh, thankfully, that's not the case here for Colby Cave, but but a good example of exactly why it's not just stay at home so you don't get sick. There are it, the ripple effect goes farther than most people can even comprehend or imagine. Uh, and so are all of our best to Colby Cave and his family and the Bakersfield Condors family, uh, wishing him a speedy recovery. Uh, on, on a lighter side, however, uh, with the ECHL officially ending their season a few weeks ago, uh, they have now awarded their all-rookie team and their all-ECHL first and second teams. Rick, we'll start with their all-rookie team. Interesting to note, you know, we talk about how the Toronto Maple Leafs have really started to build a good three-tiered, uh, good solid three-tiered uh, development system between you know, the Maple Leafs, the Toronto Marlies, and then now Newfoundland Growlers uh, at the ECHL level. Um, and should probably be no surprise, particularly on, you know, as the defending Kelly Cup champions, uh, the Newfoundland Growlers, and the, the season that they had this year, they, they went on quite a tear uh, at home. They record, record-breaking home win streaks and so forth uh, that of the six players named to the all-rookie team, two of them are members of the Finland Growlers. That's Joseph Duzak. That's actually a name that we are familiar with. He uh, did play uh, against Laval for Toronto, uh, for the Marlies a couple of times. Uh, and Justin Brazo, uh forward, also from the Newfoundland Growlers. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's we've got Billy Christopoulos from the Toledo Walleye, Justin Baudry from the Cincinnati Cyclones, Samuel Aslan from the Atlanta Gladiators, and Tyler Sheehy from the Allen Americans. So it's a pretty uh, pretty impressive roundup there of the 2019-20 ECHL All-Rookie Team. And uh, as you said, Newfoundland Growlers, uh, they are still the reigning uh uh, Kelly Cup champions. Uh, they they had a great finish, as it turned out to be, to their season, winning the, their last five uh, games straight, and um, and taking top spot in the North Division. It's interesting that the, the the top four teams in the North are all teams we're familiar with in the ECHL. Uh, Newfoundland Growlers, as you said, um, they kind of came in when uh, when St. John's. Uh, uh, the Canadians affiliate left and now Newfoundland being the ECHL affiliate of the, the Maple Leafs 
uh, second, uh, just behind them, five points behind the Reading Royals, which uh, the ECHL affiliate of the Flyers, uh, the Brampton Beast in third, now the ECHL affiliate of Ottawa, uh, but they were the, the last ECHL affiliate of the Canadians. And then uh, number four is the Maine Mariners, um, mm. who are um, affiliate of, of New York, but where the Canadians have deposited uh, a number of their ECHL players uh, in the past two years. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the Brampton Beast, a familiar name uh, there for our listeners on the all-ECHL first team is forward David Valorani from the Brampton Beast. Uh, 62 games played, he had 31 goals, 40 assists for 71 points. Um, And this is the second time in his career uh, that he's been named. Uh, He was uh, a member of the all ECHL second team in 2016, 17. Um, He was second in league in points and tied for second with 31 goals. uh, And his eight gate game winning goals this season led the league. Uh, So uh, David Valorani is one that, uh, some of our listeners, that's a name that they'll be pretty familiar with. They're in the first team. The other uh, members of the all-ECHL first team, Thomas Scholl from the Idaho Steelheads, Alex Breton from the Allen Americans, Logan Rowe from the Florida Everblades, Josh Kessner from the Toledo Walleye, and again, Tyler Sheehy from the Allen Americans. Uh, and then, Rick, we move on to the all-ECHL second team, uh, Parker Milner there uh, as goaltender for South Carolina Stingrays. Uh, Eric Knodel, uh from the Reading Royals. We have Alley Phantoms fans will be very familiar with that name. Uh, he only played 44 games in the ECHL this season because he spent a decent amount of time up with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and, and had, had some, some decent success. I imagine that the Phantoms will see him again uh, next year. Um, and this is actually the third consecutive season that he's getting all all ECHL recognition. He was named to the first team in 2018-19 and the second team in 2017-18. And he was in in only playing those 44 games, he was tied for first among league defensemen for power play points with 21. He was third in the league with 17 power play assists. Um, And so Eric Nodal doing doing some good work there as well. And some more Newfoundland Growlers Growlers there. Uh, Brady Ferguson from uh, Newfoundland also making the second team. So, uh, let's see. And, oh, who else is on there? Defenseman Miles Liberati from the Tulsa Oilers. Tim McGauley from the Utah Grizzlies. And last but not least, Jesse Schultz from the Cincinnati Cyclones. So, congratulations to all of the players who were named to either the all rookie team or the all ECHL first and second teams. Uh, congratulations to them. It's, it's an unfortunate way to end the season, of course, uh, and not be able to finish it out, but uh, does not take away from the fact that, that those players had phenomenal seasons and deserve to be recognized. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, Rick, you know, it's, this this time that we're in of of you know we've hit the pause on NHL and AHL action and so um, you know fans are wonder obviously if you go on social media and spend any amount of time you can see people bemoaning the fact that hockey isn't around that sports aren't around in general um, but at least they know 
that our fans and listeners have Rocket Sports Media to count on uh, to bring them new content every week. And we've got two great podcasts that are coming out with new episodes every single week. We've got our uh, podcast here from the Press Box that comes out every Tuesday. And, of course, we've said many times that folks don't want to miss it, miss uh, a single episode of Canadians Connection, which is hosted by you and Joe Whalen on Saturdays. That is a live podcast that happens at one o'clock Eastern. Uh, and you can join that conversation live. You can call in, uh, text in uh, during the show to talk to Rick and Joe, or you can tweet at them to you know answer the question of the week, things of that nature. So where is the best place, Rick, for folks to go to, to find all of our current and archived podcasts to uh, fill up some time while they're home self-isolating? Well, um, RocketSportsRadio.com, you can get any of uh, our podcasts, allhabs.net. You can get uh, not only podcasts, but our other content, AHLReport.com. You have uh, the, the AHL content uh, there as well. Um, but we know that you're listening to uh, podcasts on your, your favorite podcast app. It's Whether it's Apple Podcasts or Overcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, uh, Google Play. If if you're um, uh, using any of those uh, those apps, just search for Rocket Sports Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search for Rocket Sports Radio. You'll find us there. Subscribe, um, and the um, both podcasts, Canadians Connection and From the Press Box, will be delivered directly to you. Fantastic. We love that. And, and of course, be sure to uh, interact with us on social media. If you're whiling away the hours uh, online, you can always find us at the AHL Report. You can find Rick at All Habs on Twitter, and you can find me at Flyers Rule on Twitter. And uh, we'll keep, keep you posted on all the, the latest things that are happening. And, of course, we'll be back here again next week for another great episode of From the Press Box. Rick, I wish you uh, a very good day, a good week, safety, and good health. And uh, hopefully all of our listeners can do the same and say, stay nice and safe at home with their families. Stay inside, stay well. Absolutely. That's what we love. And come back here next week for another episode of From the Press Box. Until then, have a great week. We'll see you then. And keep on. Remember your dreams is your only scheme. So keep on pushing.